Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the podcast that just loves coming from behind. This week on Heart and Hand, well, what do you think? So, a bit of a quiet week uh, this week. We've padded the pod out to a full set of, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? It's uh, heart and hand favourite Scott Vandenacker. Hello, hello. Looking suitably happy. I think we all are, David. I think we are indeed. Mark Dingwall. Evening, Rip Fiends. <laughs> oh, God. And it's the Bell End. Cameron Bell, how are you doing, my hello, friend? Hello, hello. How are we? Uh, I'm actually not too well. I've got a bit of a cold tonight. Good. Um, but I wasn't going to miss the pod. Uh, just to let you know, there's a pod hierarchy in my place if I'm not here. Um, Scott becomes David, Mark becomes Scott, uh, Fraser becomes Mark. You're just still Cammy. That's yeah. right. So what, like, Scott's like Mastrovich to Lego Eater? Or, well, yeah, yeah, or, right. Well, or, 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 or where are we? We will I mean, come to that. Let's, let's just cut off straight away. Um, humping the, uh, the scum, always pleasant. And especially doing it in the rain midden, especially giving them a gold start. Yeah. Uh, and... Really, I don't think that we needed to go much above 6 out of 10, and we still cuffed them. Um, they were absolutely shite, so, which <laughs> helped us a lot. I think, though, what was interesting was letting them score just before half-time. For a laugh. It got them all excited, and then we just came out and sort of <laughs> swatted them in the second half. Cameron Bell did post on his Facebook at that point, uh, this will just make our victory all the sweeter. I, I did indeed, I did indeed, and I said, and there was a couple of doubters, and I said, no, I think we'll, come, we'll, we'll win this 3-1, and I would encourage people from the Heart and Hand Facebook page to go onto my Facebook page oh, and no, you're not doing that. there. No, no, no you're not doing no. that. Oh, please come and friend me, so I've got lots of friends. I don't want you to friends. friend me, I just want you to read it, because I'm holding that as a claim to fame. See, during the game, David, did Cammy change his Facebook status picture? Again, hugging a bloke. Oh, no, he managed not to. Um, but we can come to Kaelaf, because he actually did make a contribution. Mark, what was the atmosphere like? Concentrating in the game, not interested in all that. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> I, I was so concentrating... I came up with almost the same stats as the BBC guy, who says apparently Celtic had 63% possession during the game. Yeah, Sky said yeah. something similar as well, but it's not how much of the ball you've got, is what you do with it. Um, 
First of all, kudos to the team for the performance, excellent performance. However, um, main kudos has to go to Stephen Naismith uh, for his now legendary, and you can see this on the Heart and Hand Facebook, of uh, when he'd been annoyed by the Celtic captain today and treating him with the uh, due reference for his position, which I think any Celtic captain should get, uh, as he was running away very clearly mouthed on national television, fuck off, you baldy C-word. <laughs> so, I think that, you know, I've loved Nasey anyway, but I think he's really went up in everybody's estimate after that. I think all the players were, were fantastic um, but what I think you'll find now is we go around the table is everyone will just go on about their favourite player and say that they were instrumental No I'm going to no. say Morrissey Edu deserves a, the amount of times Edu got past the, the, the forward today I thought was absolutely brilliant Davis as well My, my point was going to be as well I, I thought Lafferty played well I didn't think he was outstanding I, I'll throw my, um, my my caution to the wind here and say that I think although Naismith Harried well. I don't necessarily think he produced a lot, but he was definitely. Well. It, 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 but it's a it's a mm. true point. Naismith wasn't the outstanding star. Yeah. Kalaf played a great one too with, with Levens. Uh, Levens for the goal. That's but that's why it's, that's why I love him because I would rather score, make them score an own goal yeah. and claim a goal yourself. It's much better, much more painful. He also got three of them slide into the back of the net with the ball in that pathetic way they do when they sort of trying to keep oh, it funny, out. Funny, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mark uh, Davy Weir just strode through it again oh, and it, it was a great contrast between Davy Weir and um, Celtic Centre defence. I'm sorry I'm laughing right? <laughs> Glenn Levens and the Swedish Levens. people right see when they signed that guy was his Mistrovic nice. see when they signed him they're going oh man what a player what a player and they're thinking he's 33 he still plays in Sweden which is the equivalent of being 33 and still living with your parents right he's shite that's why Celtic could afford him um, I thought Weir just showed them that's what I, and Boogie as well what but, well, I, think, I, think, I, think the, uh, I think if you're, you're looking at the Rangers defence today what have you got to complain about you know well organised unhurried the whole team at different points actually did get the ball instead of just hoofing it up or playing little triangles out of defence you know and at some some points you're going it's too tight it's too tight it's too tight and they're just ping 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 and moving the ball up the pitch yeah. it was brilliant I would like to say that we talked I think it was last week before about you denigrate Rangers performance by saying how shite your opponents are it was after Bursaspor but they were shite um, but we had generally good performances from everyone. Midfield was fantastic, but one man strides the pitch like a colossus. Though I'd say Boogie, yeah, Boogie, 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 Boogie. I think just for me, I just he, he did. And I, I disagree slightly. I thought Neesmith did have a, a terrific match. I thought he really set the tempo, and he, he pegged back Isaguri, uh, who's you know been Celtic's yeah. best player this and season. Dave got monstered by Davis. Dave he? was awful, wasn't he? Yeah, um, Scott said to me. Uh, earlier in the week, he said Celtic are going to come and play four two four against us, and I said no, they can't, they can't do that. You know, four two four or midfield to lead. Well, that's lunacy. But they did. But they did. Uh, yeah, exactly. I just think no, that uh, it's just a point that Mark had kind of touched on as well regarding the defence and stuff. Even though we are now, you know, giving teams like a, a goal head start. I think what's fantastic about the way we're playing at the moment just now is that we're that forward thinking despite being accused of playing defensively that regardless of how many goals we go down, one or two, we're still going to come back and put in a really solid performance to get you know all three points. Um, the only the sad thing for me, I know we're going to touch on it later on, is the fact that we weren't able to do that against Valencia, whereas I thought as an attacking threat against Valencia we were fantastic. Today was exactly the same. And the, the thing that kind of concerned me um, was that Sky had said in their kind of half-time uh, show, obviously they were just talking about the goal that Celtic had just scored, which is fair enough. But we hit the post early doors. We were threatening straight from the get-go. First 10 minutes, we were all over them. Yeah. And then when they had got their kind of series of corners just reading up to the, the goal, 
I think that the, the performance that starts at that stage, um, Celtic is 60% possession as well, which I found astounding when I just thought we were kind of mauling them at the start of the game. Papach get hit early doors as well, which was a bit of a knock for us. That yeah. was an absolute shocker of a tackle. And the thing is, we were joking about this uh, as a supporter, as a whole supporter, were joking about this before the match, that... Celtic will clog one of our players' early doors because they know they won't get a red card for it. It was a red card defence, oh, straight way. through them. You yeah. know, um, how long is this going to happen? Surely a foul if it happens in the first minute, the 51st or the 91st. If it's a red card, it's a red card. Well, at the risk of being, uh, being tainted as an apologist and a, and a Vatican sympathiser, I think that your man, uh, I think that Colm, all things considered, um, didn't do too badly today. You know, because, okay, as Rangers fans, you could say, this one could have got sent off, that one could have got sent off. But I think he was he was fairly sensible when he was he was looking at players and saying, well, by, by the book, they should have done. But in this particular instance, in this game, is it better to keep the, the game going and apply a bit of common sense? Chris is our science guy, our producer. Chris, is it possible for someone to give birth after, like, six months? Because there's no way Willie Collins fully formed. He's not right. He's, I thought he'd, what he did well was when Celtic players tried to mob him, as Mark was saying, and surround the ref, he just told everyone to bugger off, kept the game flowing. He did what he did, he kept a, a lid on it. I thought the game was quite calm from that, considering what they were trying to do. Got to ask, penalty? Yes, definitely, two hands on him, and obstruction. Well, there's, 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 two, there's two things here. The first one is, the, maybe it was dubious because... There's there's some sort of footage to say as if he's not even actually seen the incident because the ball hits him just as it comes through, mm. gets Broadfoot and then he turns around and he's actually still in the process of turning and I think by the time he's fully turned around to see Broadfoot he's actually in the deck at that point, mm-hmm. which you know you're kind of thinking well you know how good is his line of vision at that point? But the second issue here is I was really going to say that we're not deserved a penalty against a you know team. Full of cheaters anyway, and we deserve it. I'd, I'd, I'd rather penalty was a penalty. Penalty. Makes us penalty in eleven years at Parkhead. Yeah. Deserve it. Ten. Yeah, yeah Rod Wallet. Uh, two thousand. No, uh, Billy Dodds. Two thousand. Two thousand. What year is this? Two thousand ten. Where am I? <laughs> Scott <laughs> Van. Is, is this Scott Van Leap? You're, this is fantastic. Have you seen that movie Fifty First Date? Scott's yeah. already forgotten the win, but luckily he's got the missus tape. Right. So we're going to go. Hey, I'm hey, not looking forward to the old firm game coming up. By the way. Uh, one thing I'd, I'd say about the penalty, um, because I know that we get a lot of Tim's listening into this show and looking at me offended. I've no idea, but they do. You, they post about it on. Uh, you have um, to go. We have to download it. What, where, where else? To, where else? They, they, they get the forms it. of entertainment. Yeah, they down. They download it and they listen to it on Kiddy To be Street. offended. Yes, uh, I would just like to say to them that I, for one, didn't think it was a penalty, and that made it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't care. As, as you say, we're not exactly been falling over penalties at Parkhead over the last ten years. I want to know why didn't he consult with his uh, linesman? Oh, I think we yeah, can guess. Exactly. <laughs> yes. yeah. I, I, I think, think we the linesman was just looking at him, going, "Please don't. No. I don't want to die. I don't, I don't want, want my know, kids yeah. to be immolated at home." Yeah. Is it so ridiculous though to assume that Peter Lawwell's tactic has backfired? Because that's twice now. As Walter Smith said, that's twice out of the last three games where Celtic have put official pressure on the referees. Mm. Um, Celtic have put official pressure on the referees beforehand. And what I think has happened is that the referees have gone out and said, I am literally going to do this as I see it. There will be, be none of this. And it's, it's up there with his constant signing of shite players from the Asian market that are all of a sudden going to sell him 40 million strips. A tactic well, it's work. funny because as we're talking about Peter Lawwell, it reminds me of when we did the podcast, the mini-podcast for the... Scotland game for the internationals. We're talking about the McGregor incident, who obviously was um, charged. Is that after one you the did game. two beers before yeah. and couldn't speak. 
So what happened was we had ban uh, alcohol from the pod because we, 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 we had someone who had reported anonymously to the SFA that this had happened, and then they took action afterwards. Despite the fact that he never saw it, there was no in, uh, mention of it in the match reports, etc. No further action was taken by him. Someone complained to the SFA to do it. I would like to see something very similar now happen to Samaras, who need McGregor on the top of the head when yes, he came down and claimed yes. the ball. And the thing is that not only that. If you actually watch all that kind of incident again, Samaras can't even turn around and say, oh, I lost my foot. However, he's clearly got yeah. a bit of space between him and McGregor. And McGregor, to his credit, didn't react. But still, I'd like to see if someone wants to follow this up. There's a very clear way of doing that, though, Cammy. I think you should probably bear this in mind. Is you watch sports scene highlights, phone them up, don't give your name, and say, I want him banned. Yeah. Because that's what that, 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 that's that's no way you're going to sports scene highlights. There's no way you're going to see on sports yeah. scene highlights that incident. What you're going to see uh, is... Are Seamus and uh, Raymond yeah. <laughs> as we speak? Basically, yeah. you're going to see the, the three goals with no replays for us. That'll be our entire attacking... Oh, a black screen. Yeah, penalties, a, a hundred different replays of it. That'll be what you see in the sports scene. Richard hat. Gordon, apparently, David texted me with something great about Richard Gordon. That's my Spears of the right. Week. Right, Shut right, it. Anyway, Mark. What I thought was great was during the week that... Uh, Despite the bait being put out, nobody from, from the club took it. But this evening, i.e. Sunday evening, if you go on the Rangers website, Walter's just crucified Celtic. And mm-hmm. for once in its lifetime, the Rangers website has done it very, very well. There's stuff from Walter just saying bang, bang, bang about the referee. And there's about four pictures of Lennon. No, pacing up and down the side just like the unhappiest guy in the world and that's the way you do them just do it mm. after it when you've, when you've won fairly is just bat it back to them then you know because they look lunatics then you just make them yeah. look like lunatics from a tactical point of view Scott um, this is something that you touched upon last season and to be honest uh, I might have to give you uh, a slight apology here because you were never a huge Thompson fan and I was mm-hmm. but when he left it seems to have created something different for us because we're still going with three in midfield but whereas before we had two essentially holding midfielder screen in the defence uh, followed by Davis playing the attack no, we now have McCulloch doing that role which allows Ada to play further forward which allows Davis to play further forward so nothing to do with Thompson as a player but just the type of player he is we're not missing yeah. him him, you and I went to a game at Rugby Park last last year, and it was it was really tedious. And in the first half, it was Thompson. It's shit, got to come on. There's nothing good yeah, comes out of that. Nothing place. good comes out of Camargo. Pies, maybe. Producer oh, oh. Chris, uh, once remember he, he told me and you before we were going down to Rugby Park because Chris a Kilmarnock fan and he said, hey, "Oh, you need to try this thing, the homecoming pie." And Scott and I tripped down ten minutes before half time, and they had no none. no pies. Is that when the home support? Coming a pie. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to call. Why is it called a homecoming, homecoming. pie? <laughs> You'd have to home. No. I think it's something to do with that Robert Burns thing, which oh, is no, quite no. odd because I think people. Put, thing is, is another reason it's odd that me and Chris are friends. Why is, is it 250 year old meat? Well, if I did have an Ayrshire team, it would be Air United. I used to go and see when Rangers were away from home, uh, and I think it's really cheeky of Kilmarnock FC to be trying to pinch anything to do with Robert Burns because the only thing he ever did in Kilmarnock was have a piss uh, when he was drunk one night. Anyway, Scott Kevin oh, Thompson. Kevin Thompson, decent player. Um, Shame he's injured because he was starting to get capped. And he's starting to, you know, he's going to feature in this World Cup campaign. But him and McCulloch didn't work. It was, it was, they could break up play, but there was no creative platform to spring an attack. Um, this season is so much better. Davis, Adrian McCulloch, it's changed the way we play. They're passing the ball out. We've got all three box to box, in essence, rather than having any holders at all. I think that you saw today that uh, the amount of times Adu and Davis got beyond the front man, that is how that system is supposed to work. And it worked terrifically well, especially, uh, especially second half. 
I just think that at the moment this Rangers team is so far ahead of the Celtic team that this is going to just continue to happen. But, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But the point I also wanted to kind of make there was that McCulloch has, in my opinion, been criminally overlooked in this season for some of the kind of forward-thinking play that he's been able to bring to the table. I don't necessarily want McCulloch to be landed by this, you know, holding midfielder-esque role, which is very similar to Thompson's. But McCulloch's got a degree of creativity. And we've already had three winning goals produced from passes which he's initially created there's so, also that famous picture of him when he scored the header at Parkhead last season and he quite clearly got visibly excited uh, and he runs over to now we were discussing a few stoner pictures of well, him we were discussing last week that was a stoner that was a stoner because it was a Presbyterian erection and a fiefdom of Catholicism so, so credit to him for his stoner After the match, I like to listen to Radio Clyde, Radio uh, Scotland, various other things, just to laugh, basically. Yes. <laughs> it's cheaper than a scud book for, for, <laughs> for getting yourself over. But I was listening today, and I was very surprised at how genuinely shocked they were at how it panned out. We've been saying on this podcast, and the listeners will know this, all season, we're a good side and Celtic are shy. And was it a case that just for so long, the media have talked us down and talked them up, that they actually had started to believe it? Because they seemed surprised at Whereas I just thought, every Rangers fan I knew was saying, we're going to hump them. Well, you've also got to look at the, the big thing that was coming into the, the run-up to this game was the 100% record. Mm. The 100% record, which Celtic very nearly lost against Dundee United. When United equalised, they got one in the last minute. But then what happened was, they didn't say to us, well, this is, you know, including today, the fifth time we've come back from a deficit to win the game to maintain that 100% record. Mm. Celtic have had nowhere near that level of challenge. I don't think Celtic fans have been paying enough attention. In the build-up to this game, they thought any 11 they played, you could tell with the, the line-up, you, met, you hit on it, David, the 4-2-4. Four, four. Mm. That's insane. That's obviously a manager, a team, who aren't paying any attention to the opposition. It's schoolboy, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. saying, well, what I'll do is I've got four good attackers, so yeah. I'll play them all and it must work. We'll beat them anyway. Yeah, how's, it's not that simple. No, it, I, I <laughs> It's not just buy ten strikers. It's the idea of four good attackers as well. Where the hell's that justified? <laughs> well, I was, I was saying... so I, many players, oh shit. They've signed, I believe, coming up on 30 yeah. since uh, Mowbray arrived. Yeah. Yet today they had to go out with George Samaras, who I think is a joke of a football and player. Wilson, and Wilson. And Wilson. So how good can these players... They spent four million on Pupid and he's on the bench. If you look at Celtic fans, what are they like? Scum. Yeah. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> Unclean. Jobless. <Yeah. laughs> <Talks> homeless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we finish the cliches, please? But essentially... Cliches are always based on truth. <laughs> That's how they become cliches. No smoke without fire, Mark. <laughs> but as we know, they live in a wee world of their own. They see things that the rest of us don't see. However, what they don't seem to have realised is, in the current economic crisis... They're spending, like us, at least 10 times as much as every other team they're playing. So if you take, for instance, Tannadice last week, you look at the extended highlights, Celtic looked great. They're on the attack, they've got shots and goal, blah, 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 last-minute winner. In their wee world, that's it, you know, that's our Celtic running wild. Forget Dundee United. Dundee United were there with, what, about 3,500 fans for a home game. Their own fans know they're shite. Celtic fans don't realise that they're just so wrapped up in it's us, it's us, it's us you look at what happens after the game today Neil Lennon gets interviewed Rangers shouldn't have had a penalty we should have had a penalty Rangers should have had a man sent off and the bookings against Celtic were very poor hey guess what I've heard that song somewhere before but Celtic fans are mental I get that what I'm more kind of touching on is the fact that the the media who are supposedly neutral but we accept that they're not you know is why we're yeah. doing the likes of this but even so surely their professionalism should say 
to a Celtic yeah. team are not much cop and are going to come up cropper. I don't think we have a decent football media in this country, and I mean that in terms of actual knowledge of the game. And in other news, Elvis still dead. <laughs> yeah. How they could build it's this cold. game up by saying that pretty much Celtic had to turn up to win, that is not a professional doing his job. You're right, it's a ludicrous thing for any sports journalist to have written or, or believed. Yeah, well, the only thing I was going to say in retort to that really was Charlie Nicholas. I mean, at the end of the day, this guy's still getting getting paid to do this. I, I mean, this, Charlie Nicholas was my Spears of the Week a few weeks is ago. Is Charlie Nicholas simple? Seriously, is Charlie... Did but he, he have was a bump seething on the today. Head? He was so raging after the game, and you could see that he wasn't necessarily raging because of a dubious penalty or some sort of book or anything else that were contained. He's just annoyed because he thinks that a Celtic team used to be of some cop and now he's seen that they're actually shit. He's a crazy 80s throwback. Yeah. Seen footballisation terms. In terms of that passability The goodness of the, the, the passability decisions in England. It's just not good enough. Is he, is he a special... What? Seriously, you know how we say every week on this podcast, I blame the schools. It's getting to the stage we really might have to think about this. Right. Yeah. You His know? dad was Mr Pastry. Look, look it up, folks. I'm glad, up. That the okay. I'm glad that we brought Scott's tumbleweed yeah. in um, yeah. for that one. I do have to say, we don't want to talk too much about Celtic. Yeah, why yeah, not, actually? It's yes. funny. What but was their penalty, Mark? Can I ask you what penalty should they've had? Don't I, don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, I will give them that McCulloch, having, McCulloch shouldn't have been booked, but having been booked could have walked for the, the second one. But what I would say is, Celtic, if I get this right, judging from the way that their captain's armband went, Celtic's captaincy hierarchy is Mongo, Maloney, the meatball, Paddy McCourt, judging by the last two weeks. <laughs> now, seriously, that just isn't right. That's about 17 brain cells and a good ooh, 125 grand's worth of footballers are getting the, the armband. We've got Davey Weir. Davey's not there, we've got Big Lee. We've got Stevie Davis. You know, it's just so much better than them. There's, there's, I've got a semi even just saying it. I mean, it's, it's kind of the point you touched on previously was the fact that since Mowbray's arrival, he's brought in near on 30 enough players. And you're talking about players and you're not talking about leaders. We've got a core nucleus of leaders within that team who, frankly, have been the ones who have get, been getting us the results that we've gotten, regardless of uh, goals that we've been getting. Well, if you look at all the players who started the game today, they've all been there a minimum of two seasons. <laughs> but, you look, but you look at that, though, and turn around and say, in almost every single area of the park, we've got someone who you think, do you know what, actually, if he was to get the captain's armband, I wouldn't necessarily mind it yeah. and that's a great thing to have but ultimately at the end of the day this is just like you know a roulette of whoever could get the captaincy armband because they've got no leaders they've, they're totally brotherless one thing I, I thought was was quite interesting about the the Celtic team today is as I say their centre-backs pair Glenn Leuven's right trying to be aggressive if you notice he always waits till the referee arrives and then he kind of oh out goes the handbag and Glenn does going to get to a right in Crocker at one stage was saying Glenn Leuven's he was a in a tug of, of clubs between Rangers and Celtic Rangers lost out on signing Glenn Leuven's signed Boogie instead don't think we lost out there the other one today so. that uh, Ian Crocker do you know by the way that Sasa Papach it was the last one of the poll because he signed three, but best not <laughs> talk about the other two. Because Ian Crocker never says that. He's never said that before. So he why has, did he bring it up today? He mm. has a, he just needs a slap. Yeah. But he's one he said today is um, Dave gets ready to receive, and I thought well, surely that should have been done. You know, after the game, <laughs> yes. I'll understand it. Is it true that we can't play Vladimir Vice at Parkhead because he was scared he'd get shagged? <laughs> was that the reason? I thought to be honest, when he ran out, we don't want to become yeah. complicit in this cover up. <laughs> no, he looked at one of the ball boys, didn't he? Oh, he's, he's tiny. The, I was thinking today. See, that was us after Champions League. That's us after the first, effectively the first quarter, where we've had trips to both Edinburgh clubs. We've had a trip to Aberdeen. We've had a trip to, to Parkhead. 
Uh, and that was us today with our four million pound signing. What and do we do to them over the you can, week you off? Can, you can inc- include a trip to Old Trafford in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's going to happen once we get? But, we, have, but we haven't had the tough games like Braga and Utrecht away. No, we haven't. Okay, then moving on. Then we'll go to. Do we have to move on. No, we don't have to. Can I say one last thing though from Police Please? please. You can keep talking about it, but I don't care. I'm sure the listeners don't want to hear. See, for a while, since obviously we had Advocate and O'Neill, remember Mm. that era, the big spending? Is this the first time in a while that when you look at the teams, there is genuinely nobody you would have in your team from them? Yeah. You're better man for man all over. I cannot think of a position where I would take one of their players, and yes, it's the first time since since Barnes. Well, that would yeah. have. Well, Hold that would have. Sorry, this is this is also including Paddy Stigger the Dump McCourt. Oh no, no, wonder Pelly. player, aye, the Derry Pelly. How very dare you? I, I mean, this guy. Okay, he might look as though he's going to try and break in and steal your rubbish bin. Frankly, it, it, it looks like it looks like for shameless. <laughs> I don't even think he's that good looking. No. Um, I, I, I wouldn't touch Paddy McCourt genuinely because I don't think that there's hot enough and water. That's, that's in actually Scotland. saying something coming for you. Absolutely, yeah. um, but I don't think there's hot enough water to, to get the feeling of David. Unclean. That is Celtic's vice, vice, vice captain. You're talking about. That's that is also all the man with the respect he deserves. For God's sake, mm-hmm. see their keeper. Um, the big something tall, wrong with him. Big tall yeah. Yeah. Guy, yeah. Did, did, did you see that, that film about the caveman that was out of that comedy? <laughs> yeah. Was it what, zero BC? Was it called years? Do you know what he looks like? Do you know what he lo- actually looks like? First, he actually looks like an American werewolf in London when he starts to transform Half, into the werewolf yeah. for the first time, but it stopped halfway through, <laughs> and that's what he's kind of come out like. I think uh, he looks like ding, ding, if, ding, 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 if Herman ding. Munster had let himself go, I think he would look a bit like. It looks like a Herman Munster junkie, but. He, he, he got interviewed after the game and he's got the best comedy lift. Um, and he was talking, he said, What a disappointment for the lads. Um, and, and sorry to any Lispers out there, but I don't think there will be because it is a Tim thing, Lisp. Yeah. Have you noticed that? They tend to have the Tim talents of Cliff, yes. uh, <laughs> cleft hoofs and cleft palates. <laughs> but the, the Lispers does t- tend to be a Tim thing. Right, because it's, it's starting to get uh, a let's, bit loudy here, let's we're going to move on, but uh, there will be more Celtic related shenanigans in this week's Spears of the Week. Some things in life are reliable. Some things in life are to be looked up to. And some things in life just happen every week and you don't know why. It's that last category that Spears of the Week belongs to. Uh, however, Scott's here with another bundle of Spears of the Week entrants because he won last week, Cammy. Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Um, Fraser wasn't in. Fraser was away on holiday, so um, Scott was able to triumph. He's not going to win this week because the Spears of the Week I already have uh, yeah. and he will certainly be getting it. Uh, well, we might actually have to rename the Spears of the Week to this person after his moronic statement today. But well, there's only one place. Where else could we start? Ladies and gentlemen, he's warmed up. He actually wears, he, he, he nips out during the break and he changes into a tuxedo, which he's now sitting in. And in the style of a BBC 1940s continuity announcer with his Spears of the Week entries, it's Mr. Scott Van Der Acker. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What I would like to say first is... Berlin has fallen. <laughs> I hardly, hardly ever win this. I feel as if I'm tossing some of these about as if it's like a Celtic, Celtic captain's armband. <laughs> they're, they're so worthless. But here's here. I've got three today, okay? That's got, quite reserved for them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Toss away. Um, I yeah. toss away. The first one is just Fire Nerd, all of them. If you haven't heard, uh, listeners, Feyenoord lost uh, the, the big match with PSV Eindhoven, which can happen. I mean, if you're a Celtic fan, you're listening, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. But they lost 10-0. 10? 
you just assume there's a youth team, don't you? But it wasn't. It's absolutely... Sh- I mean, the, the club are falling in hard times and obviously they can't manage their debt and downsizing the way that some clubs have managed. Is that why you were late? Were you playing? <laughs> <laughs> You're right back. The cold is over, yeah. Van der Acker must be Dutch, he'll do. Yeah, it's just a... Who is your, your Dutch team? Uh, Hernfein. You're such a puff. You know, I bet Ajax you... Ajax are ten a penny. PSV are farmers. And find out unspeakable. PSV are farmers, very successful footballing farmers. Some would seem to suggest they're farmers. They're known as that's that. Can you can you sing the Frizzy national anthem before every game? I certainly can't. I actually a mighty fine team, and I respect them a lot for okay. what they've done. But Feyenoild are in the running, ten nil. And in case you think, well, what happened? They had a man sent off in thirty-four minutes. They did. However, you still shouldn't be getting beat ten nil. Okay, so they're in the running. I think second would be Michael Zen Rufinen of FIFA for proving that. FIFA are as bad and unspeakable as everyone thought they were. With more stuff about bribery, people can buy votes for the World Cup. Money yeah, going I, missing, tickets yeah, going missing. I saw thing. this. It's Who's favourite to get the World Cup? Whoever pays Michael's in Riffin and well, money, I think. It's just unbelievable. See, see, just on that point, do you remember when uh, Lord Treesman, who was running the FA um, England bid, had a rattled that said, bird. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's great. Although she was a ginger, and you can't have two gingers having sex. What are you talking about? You talking about Jerry Halliwell? No, the bird that he was rattling, Lord Treesman, she was a ginger, and I couldn't have sex with her in that ground because ginger, Scott, you'll know this as well. Cammy, yeah. you've got to touch it as well. It's like pushing together two magnets, two yeah. gingers. Oh, right, okay, yeah, anyway. You've been telling me you're a strawberry blonde for years, man. No, Cammy's been saying that. I'm russet. I'm Irish red. Rotation. Irish You know, red. I'm raven. That's Rotation. what I've got going on. Anyway, so the point to this was, he... he um, Lost his position because he had uh, alluded to football. Well, was he ginger as well? <laughs> corruption. <laughs> now he had said that there is corruption within some of the World Cup biddings, and he said in particular within Spain and Russia. So it's a bit of a shame for him that, in a, in, in a, towards a certain degree, he's actually been proven correct. Yeah. Obviously, hasn't been Spanish and Russian officials or anything. I think it was the ridiculous moment. statement he made where he said that um, the Russians are going to chuck games to Spain. You don't need to chuck no, games no. to Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Teams, have been, teams have been doing that a lot recently. <laughs> yeah. um, he didn't trouble with. Lord Treesman, he didn't make his excuses and leave. No, he didn't. Which he should have and done. And it went in the mail inside. Uh, can I just say that one's really boring and has no chance? I know. Next up. Well, I'll let you fill in your own words. I'll go around the table with Wayne Rooney's agent, Paul Stretford. Oh, genius. 90 oh. grand a week on the Thursday, 180 grand a week on the Friday. Right, I mean, yeah. fair play to the guy. What's That's he, a contract what's he on? 10%, 10%, 12%? And he's on 12% of the deal. Interesting thing in Gabriel Mercotti's uh, book with Gianluca Vialli, he said that the reason footballers are so desperate to get this cash is when you get to very top level, you don't need money anymore. So what it becomes about is almost like the schoolyard, where it's, well, he's got it, so I want it. Yeah. Um, but Rooney's not kicked up on now for what, six months. Okay. Mm-hmm. One A goal since March. One goal since March. Yeah, and he's been... He's been Pretty poor. He, but you look a bit like him. You could be Wayne Rooney's dad if you'd ever had a ride. You look like the, the grandma that Wayne Rooney shagged. Yeah. yeah. He does have that. Listen, he? anybody that's got uh, an uncle called Uncle Bunny, right? There's something deeply weird about How is your Wayne Uncle Rooney? Bunny, man? <laughs> 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 have, you ever, have you ever seen the. There was a brilliant. Um, I remember reading it in like 442 or something, but it was a Rooney family on holiday. And it wasn't, it wasn't long after he signed for Man United and he treated them to some, you know, all, you know, five star, all inclusive weekend away. Benny Dorm or something like that. <laughs> I mean, like he really went all out. But he took, like him, he's, he's got two brothers, uh, mum and dad, 
the whole the whole family, the whole kit, and they're all identical. I mean, they're all the same build, they're all the same shape. Wayne Rooney came out as a baby as the, at that size, <laughs> and his two brothers have come out at that size. See, if yeah. you were ever going to invest in a company, you should invest in McCain's oven chips because while we have scousers, McCain's oven chips will will retail quite successfully. Yep. But Scott, you are actually this kind of thing does annoy you on a serious note, listeners. Is Scott Scott's got changed into his tux? I'm going to let him have his rant here. You hate modern football, don't you? I hate modern football in all its forms and young people. And young people, and, and when it gets too warm, the music's all just all too cold. Same these days, yeah, and you're yeah, not you're not mad keen on these Beatles and these Rolling Stones, are you? No, I think uh, Gracie Fields <laughs> every time. Um, I just think it ruins football. It's just there's nothing likable about these people. The money Portsmouth almost went to the wall on the same day that he went in the huff to double his salary. Apparently, because a guy at Man City would get paid more than him. It's just, it's all a lot of shame. It's death of football. Yeah, isn't death it? of football. Absolutely. Uh, how, how far away from me from a million pound a week football? Genuinely. Within five, year, within five years? It depends. I think certain clubs, the, the economy doesn't seem to be having any impact no. at all on certain clubs. And I don't count Man United as one of them, uh, interestingly. No. Mark, you, just a wee aside, you've got quite uh, a lot of friends who are Man United fans, uh, like proper ones, not from Surrey. How are they feeling about this whole Glazer thing? Because it's, it ain't going away. I think the, the Man United Trust worked out that the amount of money the Glazers have used to pay uh, their American um, superstore debts means that each Man United fan could have had their season tickets paid for them for the last three seasons and have a cheque for 150 quid each. It's just what the money has been taken out of United to play for the, the Glazers' other business interests. I mean, it's, 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 it's an absolute tobacco. OK, Scott, well, quite worthy one there from, from Big Van Den Acker. Maybe um, too worthy. I'm getting there getting oh, the, the second one was a, a disaster, if I'm being honest, in terms of uh, listener interest. I'm, I'm hoping that they've all just come back after they've, they've went and had a wee walk around their house. So you don't want a full article? That one puffed out a bit and posted on Facebook. Facebook. No, no, no. no, no. You, you, you haven't done too well this week. I mean, because normally there's like the flavour of the Guatemalan third division. A bit, yeah, you know, yeah you're li- not really. Been hit by a blow Do you know? Dart what I actually something? think that the listeners okay. are going to be listening and saying that is piss from Big Vandenacker, and quite clearly he's not been able to spend weeks and weeks and weeks. Is your wife making you spend time with your daughter again? <laughs> so he's, he's not been able to do his research into the, the, the Zimbabwean second division. Do you want me to make up a story involving witch doctors? Well, we don't know if the stories are true or not. Anyway, so yeah, I don't no one, no one cares enough to actually check. Cameron Bell, give me a Spears of the week with the Cameron Bell. Spears of the week. Will not win this week is going to be uh, Neil Lennon, and it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be Neil from his last uh, seven days in football, starting initially with the the Dundee United game, and uh, through just a pure fluke, they managed to come away with all three points. Lennon, having obviously just realised that he's won um, the Champions League, ran on to the park to celebrate with all of his players. Um, went, you know. Completely crazy in a frenzy. Left Peter Houston and Dundee United manager stand there with his hand, waiting for a handshake. Then, fast forward to today, manages to get a goal just before half-time, which I'm now going to state Walter did deliberately, because I it agree. completely screws up his half-time team talk. Aye, he's like, I just gave him a false sense of confidence. He goes in at half-time, this mongrel no know what to say. That's hand, brilliant. Conceded the goal, went to one all. Has no idea tactically how to change it. Completely inept. But yet, for some reason, because it's Lenny, there's some sort of reason, I don't understand why, perhaps, I would want to touch on the fact that he's Celtic-minded, that he's above criticism from a lot of the Celtic fans. But yet, at the end of the day, he has got no idea what he's doing here. None at all. Because even when faced with a significant challenge, Braga, Utrecht, and today Rangers, he's been put to the sword every single time. 
I so, put to the sword, etc. Not the first time, but Parkhead. I just thought, I'd yes, there, get in yeah, with that one. Okay, Neil Lennon then suggested, and I have to say, it's a runner and rider. <laughs> it's a popular it's, choice. It's, it's, yeah. it's going on, Marco. I've got to go for our old pal Hugh Keevans, uh, Sunday Mail. Build up to the old firm game. He gets in his high horse, which is uh, even higher than Mr. Van der Natter's, and uh, he describes uh, the obsession we have in Scotland with uh, the religion of the referees, and particularly mentioning that Willie Collum is Scotland's uh, most high-profile Roman Catholic official. Coming from Hugh, yes, who described his, his, uh, his daughter's wedding in such detail that there was four priests officiated, and of course as a guy that's written books about Celtic, who, as we all know, are not obsessed by the religion of referees. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, all good entries, um, and there are a couple I'd like to mention. First of all was uh, the highly effective Daniel Mostorovic, who at the start of the season I just assumed was the best player in the whole world from what they'd said. And to, to watch a full 90 minutes from today was just appalling. And so much so that the Rangers fans in the end started singing, you're just a white Bobo Balbi, <laughs> which uh, I thought was good. But the winner, uh, and I'll come straight to the point, is the winner, and I think you'll agree why, is Richard Gordon, uh, erstwhile sheep-hating uh, sports scene presenter. Uh, a man who sounds at any point liable to drown in his own smugness, uh, who does amateur dramatics. I don't think I need to say any more, do I? Apparently mm. did the full Monty. I reckon that that's just an excuse for him to get his tackle out in public with it being done. But today after the match, he was apoplectic um, about the penalty. He went on for a good ten minutes about it and eventually said, and this is a quote, everybody in Scottish football knows that Kurt Broadfoot's a diver. Now, I go to Ibrox uh, and I go to as many away games as possible and I watch a lot of Kurt Broadfoot and I don't know anybody in Scottish football who says that Kurt Broadfoot's a diver. However, what I would say is that if Kurt Broadfoot did dive and it did annoy Richard Gordon, good. Um, so, Richard Gordon, you are this week's Spears of the Week and uh, can I just say to the people who run BBC uh, Sports Team, thank you very much because you get a lot of criticism. Um, however, it makes me laugh. Yep. And could you just pretend to be neutral? The BBC at least pretend. I don't think that they've got, as you say, like Seamus and Declan. I, I love the fact that Seamus and Declan that run BBC uh, Scotland will be sitting there going, oh, they're no one to us, we're so clever. No, we know. Yeah. Okay? We know. Anyway, that's that. So we're going to talk quickly about the Valencia game because it would be a shame in the, the basking of the glorious. I'm going to subcon it glorious once. You know what? It was a doddle, wasn't it? Yeah. Today's 3 1 try. In fact, let's get tore into Rangers. It should have been 6 or 7. I, I it should have been it should have been eleven nil just to yeah, make sure we got the main. They've allowed the, PSV yeah. to take the headlines yeah. off us this weekend. Aye, Smith out. What are we going to do to my approach? By the way, seriously, Wait, will Yelvich back? Oh, yeah. It could be one of the humpings. Of oh man, see it new year. I think it's just going to be. Uh, oh, I can see it's really destroying. Them. I think we should play the B team. And the good thing is, is Scott yeah. Brown's back. So I mean, yeah, that's a boost for us. Straight so maybe we should just play the kids. Well, this is what this is what I was going to say. Do you think that the reason why Lennon? got it wrong today was because he played his European team rather than his Scottish oh, team that's and that's that's what's happened you're right it, it was a lovely day today I noticed I was watching meteorologically and there was no, <laughs> there was no thunder only, only Scott could oh. watch a game meteorologically there was no thunder he didn't bring back thunder didn't bring any thunder but he said he was bringing back thunder I didn't see any today none not a bit of thunder can they be done in the trade descriptions act for a well, lack of the, 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 the other one was when they launched the Bumblebee top was there's a buzz about the place but all I'm hearing is like you know the flat line continuous <laughs> tones yes. and the flicking of seatbacks while we're here Celtic again. FC 
credit to them because last year they released the Bumblebee strip, which I thought was uglier than a girl that you would have picked up in rooftops at 10 to 2 after a solid drinking session lasting 24 hours. Mm. I was wrong. They topped it with that green abortion. Yeah, the tartan thing. Yes, what thing. the hell is that? Do you know you can You can buy accessories which are identical what? to see with the, the tartan pattern like they have no you can buy backpacks and all the rest of it with that on it, it as well it's not well yeah pretty much yeah ok then um, Valencia game and uh, then we'll, we'll let you go about your celebrating because I'm sure the smile won't have come off your face yet should have won Valencia we should have won played really well missed a few chances should have edged a few it. chances it was, um, but you can't blame Arfos. We were we were sitting together at a game, uh, and I can blame Arfos, but he did play well, so I won't. But we were sitting at the game, and because Valencia had so much of the ball, like 70 percent of the ball, we thought well, it was a really good result anyway. And then you go home and saw the chances we created, and thought, mm, actually, we should have won that. Well, I think we're all getting carried away because, quite frankly, you're looking at three games, you know, home and away with Valencia and United at Ibrox that you would have thought the start. That's nine points down, instead of which we're one point up. Valencia two points down. I think no, I, I think before the if you'd offered me the three results before the and, and the performances before the Champions League kicked off, I'd have been over the moon with them. But just given the way the game panned out, we could have won that. I think we could have very easily won it. To be honest with you, um, it, it as we'd kind of had a bit of the discussion uh, during the week. I'm almost sad to be disappointed because it's kind of like well. At the end of the day, you know, you do feel as if you deserve the three points from it. We had, to my mind, we'll, we'll talk about Nasey's chances in a bit, yeah, which you, you will not gloss over, Edgar. Uh, Foster's and Miller's um, chances as well, and you kind of feel... If any gloss over Nasey, etc. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we, we had some great, great chances to, to get that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Foster's points. was obviously the, the pick of the bunch, but he did do well. The game was winnable, but I don't think we should get into too much revisionism because certainly Valencia had their moments as well. Yeah, um, it's a bizarre feeling thinking we could have won that. Yeah, you could have done, but you could quite as easily have lost yeah. it. I mean, yeah, don't you're forget right. where Valencia are coming from in terms of uh, domestic Spain, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, so if you take their the league position in Spain, you take the the quality of the, the players that they've got in. You know, we're complaining that we didn't win. We changed these. It is uh, hard to take the lecture from Mark on being right and wrong when Mark turned up two hours early for the podcast this week. Uh, and Chris, it's called preparation. That's why I'm the uh, best. <laughs> and, and producer Chris had to, to tell him that he wasn't because this place has got a fridge, but it wasn't locked. So right. can I just say that? He's a lovely man, but he did ejaculate me from the premises. <laughs> every week he cracks that, and every week you laugh. So you encourage him for his ejaculate from the premises. He loves it. It's like, I love it. I'll mark ejaculation. You love Mark's not ejaculations. Love. Uh, can we still get well, out? Let's not melt this freeze. Oh God! I see listeners. I know that some of you think that this is absolutely chock full of gay innuendo, and I'm trying. I'm trying to get rid of it here. I'm even saying about Cammy going about what's come over you. Oh, it's them too, isn't it? I know, it's horrible. Isn't it? The, the Stadler and Wardolf. What The problem is with your formation here is that the two of them are sitting opposite each other. That's the issue. It's impossible to not get them sitting opposite each other because otherwise they're sitting next to each other and they're yeah, but why can't, holding why can't hands you do, across the table. Why can't you and I do this here and they can do this somewhere else where we can't see them? It's not doing this that worries me. It's what they got up to if we weren't here. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, it's the Sabbath we shouldn't be talking about. Exactly. Yes. Um, can we, we get out... about Celtics. Yes. We can can, can we get out of the group, David? I would say... Encouragingly, Valencia lost at home last night. Wouldn't that just wind them up? It, it might wind them up, but it might. So good for us. You don't want to be playing a team in form. Also, the feedback from all their players and their manager and all the press was that they're impressed with Rangers, impressed with Ibrox, and they're fairly sure that it's going to be a tough, tough game for them. Yeah, I, so I, I don't think we're anybody's. Man United at home. I don't know. Um, they won today, but they're not great. Bursaspor away. We should be able to hold on. 
for at least a point there. We'll look at those games more in depth. Uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think that we can get away from the group. I think the, the win against Borisport more or less guaranteed that. Um, when you looked at it, the, 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 I expect Man United to beat Borisport in the next game coming Bursa up. Borisport. Borisport, whatever. But Jesus. at that point, at that point, you steam. Cammy's a big fan of Reynolds. So you look at. Well, you, after, you come here and you can't speak. After the Bursa Sport game. Where are you better? drinking before this game? No, I wasn't. Well, I drove you here. I'm going to drive you back. But so. this is worrying me. Oh, calm down. Scott, can you take me home? I wouldn't want to go Oh, there we are. <laughs> oh, you finally asked him. Well done. Well, it's the two of you and. Uh, I can't drive, listeners, in case you're, you're wondering. I've never learned because you know, some people are born to drive and some people Cammy are Cammy said he's going to pick up Stan Collymore on the way. When you two driving home, stopping the woods somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> Why do we need to go and battle Rika Johnson? Yeah, well. <laughs> um, I'm going to move things on. We've got two matches this week. Uh, Kilmarnock in the League Cup. Do we think we'll see a few guys from the, the, the reserves of youth team coming through for that match? I'd be more surprised if we actually saw a few Kilmarnock fans there. Oh, harsh. Chris, what are your, as a Kelly fan, what's your feelings in the game this week? Probably get pumped. Very honest. Um, I think we'll see BT playing. I think Vice will play. I think we see Kyle Hutton and probably Kirk Broadfoot and Neil Alexander. So yeah, I think there'll be five or six changes. Scott, mm-hmm. are you looking to buy anybody a, a Christmas present? Probably would be, yeah. Well, see if you were. Mm-hmm. And you knew anybody that liked Rangers. Yeah, I know a few people, yeah. And that could read. Mm-hmm. They could buy my book. They'd want it Which signed. is now Mate. out. Well, they'd if want they it wanted signed. it signed, if they were to turn up at Waterstones in Argyle Street, when? When? next Saturday, the 30th of October at 1pm. Do they have to bring their own pen? Or no, no, they'll even get a glass of wine and some cheese. Who couldn't? Who so couldn't that's my book signed by me, incidentally. It's not just some, some other bloke. It's not Cammy. Right? Mm. In case you turn up, Cammy will be there, but he'll be kind of trying to get to me in the restraining order. He'll be kicked in, there'll mm. be a copper sitting watching it. Um, but if you want to date, Waterstones or Gale Street, uh, Saturday 30th October 1pm, my pod, I get to plug my book. Our friend wait, Fran, wait. by the way, can I see our friend Fran? We're going to write to Walter Smith to get him to go. <laughs> she said Rangers should send a representative. Why not Walter? We pointed out that we had a game that day and she goes, that's later. <laughs> you can turn that up again. And he, Walter gave me a lift over, so Davey, how did it go? <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to point out there that for weeks and weeks and weeks, we've been you know, having to deal with your ridiculous links for whatever conversation we've been having to for you to thrust your book plug onto the pod. Shoe-hung. You've actually, yeah, was shoehorn, but you've actually physically stopped the conversation that we were having and just completely yeah, moved on. Yeah. To, that's not even a plug for the book. That's a blatant advert. Can we get our Champions League group anyway? Yeah, moving on to Waterstones. Right, right, right. Whoa, 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 whoa! Whose pod is it? All of us, in a way. <laughs> in a way, yeah. And in a, another... Firm. Do you know, Scott, there are no losers in this pod. And in another more realistic way, <laughs> there are. And you're one of them. Um, we have also then got... Uh, we've got Inverness Cali next week uh, for that match. Uh, we're not going to do letters this week. We've got quite a few, but I figure that we'll do a bumper crop next week. Um, but I figure that this week, listeners, that much as you enjoy, you can find us. Uh, and you can find all the patter. And there is some terrific and, can I say, some somewhat racy... Patter on the Facebook. I'm not saying it any longer. Scott, say the Facebook. The Facebook. Ha, Mark, say the Facebook today. The Facebook. Sinister. Cam, Cam, yeah, yeah. He could offer you money and it would sound sinister. In fact, he has offered many a young man money and it was sinister. It, it's uh, been on the Facebook apparently that Mark 
uh, passes witticisms, homilies, jokes, and everyone thinks he's threatening someone. Yep. Ha- whereas, whereas on the podcast, he just passes wind. Yeah. <laughs> Heart and hand uh, on Facebook. You can also follow us at Ibrox Rocks uh, on Twitter. That's Ibrox Rocks, R O C K S. And you can get in touch with us at Ibrox Rocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. We are allowing Scott to have another competition next week due to the popular, surprisingly popular. You tried to sell me the idea of uh, of uh, quizzes, and I came up with the idea that nobody would, would enter, but they did. A few folk were scared though that Mark shaving his balls has terrified some people. The mental scarring, it's not going away. No, Martha. Should we get a picture for the Facebook? Cammy, could you have you got a decent phone in your camera on your phone? Are you, sorry, have you just asked me if I can take a picture of Mark's balls? Yes. I think you've confused me with uh, Simon Leslie. <laughs> yes. And on that bombshell, uh, just when you go to your work this week, if you're listening to this podcast and you're smiling, then if anybody in your work who's a Tim, that's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. But if any of the, the Tims in your work that ask him what you listen to, just say you're being reminded of how great it is to be a Rangers fan and that remember, no matter how your day goes, you're going to wake up the next day still a bear. Uh, all that remains for me to do is to thank my guest, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. Thanks for an easy away win tonight, David. It certainly was. Mr. Mark Dingwall. Thank you. Been in a state of ecstasy. Mr. Cameron Bell. Gracias, senor. Frightening. Uh, our producer on sound Mr. Christopher Osborne, uh, uh, who hopefully will see at Kilmarnock as uh, you watch your team get beat, hopefully. And uh, our producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Miles. I'm David Edgar. I'll be signing books next week. Please turn up and buy one. Uh, and <laughs> please continue to download the podcast. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at ibroxrocks.com. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on this podcast, please call our marketing partners Sports Revolution on 0207 580 2850 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Ladies and gentlemen, loyal heart and hand listeners, this week's bonus feature is a musical accompaniment by Mr. Scott Vandenacker. It's the biggest block in swimming captivity. I think I'll just get kicked out of Europe now, folks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.